Welcome to episode 46 of Autograph Weekly. He drew a what? You're now tuned into the most entertaining, informative, and downright kick-ass autograph show that has ever existed. Here's Zane Savage and Double S with Autograph Weekly. Welcome, autograph addicts. I'm Zane Savage. I'm Stacy Schaefer. I'm Jeremy Daniels. I'm Ben Martinez. I'm Sydney Walton. And you're listening to Autograph Weekly, beating your brain with knowledge and news every week until Disney buys Autograph Weekly for $4.05 billion. Guys, we shoot a thing called AW Extra before this show. It appears on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash autographweekly, but you can actually be on the Hangout Live with us in AW Extra. Just go to our Google Plus page. The link is on our website at www.autographweekly.com. On to the news. Jeremy, what you got? The news. All right, I got an article here about astronauts. Astronauts and autographs. We all know how hard it is to get an astronaut's autograph, TTM. So here's a little article I'm going to read. It's kind of lengthy. I'm going to try to shorten down a little bit. But anyways, um, the fifth annual autograph, astronaut autograph and memorabilia show being held this weekend as part of the Kennedy Space Center uh, Visitor Complex festivities around Atlantis arrival offers a, less, a lesson in astronaut memorabilia supply and demand. The most expensive signature available is that of Buzz Aldrin, the second man to walk the moon behind Neil Armstrong, and one of the most famous living astronauts. His autograph is going to fetch around four hundred fifty bucks. What? Um, that's what he's yes, that's what he's charging. Are you kidding me? You can buy a signed that, book of you can buy a signed Aldrin book for thirty bucks easily. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Go but ahead. anyways. Uh, <laughs> Bob Springer, a two-time space shuttle astronaut who lives in Rockledge, uh, said his signature goes for about twenty-five. Apparently, these guys are making their own prices, is what this article is saying. Um, also, other people in attendance there is um, the five other Apollo moonwalkers. Uh, Alan Bean is going for one hundred seventy-five. Eugene Cernan three hundred. Charlie Duke for one hundred. Edgar Mitchell one hundred. David Scott. 200 and Fred Hayes of the ill-fated Apollo 13 mission and four-time space shuttle astronaut Eileen Collins um, $50 for, actually I'm sorry Fred Hayes is 125 Eileen Collins is $50 so wow um, could you imagine yeah, going there and getting every autograph like that would be so ridiculously expensive <laughs> Buzz Aldrin would break my bank <laughs> exactly man hey, how much did you say Eugene Cernan was uh, Eugene Cernan was 300 I found a signed book of his in a thrift store for I think five bucks. There you go. See, and like I said, Buzz Aldrin is thirty dollars. You can find you can find those on the net easily for about around thirty bucks. Yeah. So like exactly. these are ridiculous prices, you know. But it's Fred Hayes. Fred Hayes signs TTM. So. Yes, and I think like usually when we talk about in person versus TTM, most of this is getting to meet the person, you know, uh, getting to meet Buzz Aldrin. And maybe if you got to talk to him for five minutes, I could see where that would be close to $450. If you got to sit down and talk to him for a little bit, uh, I could see somebody paying that. But just for an autograph, that's ridiculous. Uh, take your time with your signature. I want to spend some time. Yeah, take, just, <laughs> I want your full name, your birthday on here. I want <laughs> it's like when a president signs a bill that he's like 30 different pens. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to sign this piece 50 times. <laughs> Uh, anything else to that story? Uh, no, that's about it. Just uh, 
basically how much these the prices are outrageous for these. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, you can. I actually have a signed Spacebook PC, uh, and it's going along well. And I haven't paid hardly anything for the stuff. I mean, I paid very cheap prices. So if you're gonna like collect astronaut stuff, just look for it. It's it's hard to find because it's in demand. But <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Neil Armstrong was alive if he would have been at this and how much he would have charged. No. At what, no, he's, at that, he's no, never been to one of these. He hated signing autographs. He, he stopped uh, in like '94 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was notoriously against autographs. Actually, I, I told I think I told the story on the show before. Uh, his barber for 20 years sold a piece of his hair, sold a patch of his hair for three thousand dollars, and wow. actually Neil Armstrong sued the guy. I mean, this was his barber for 20 years, and he sued the guy for selling his hair. And got three thousand dollars back from him for it, Jeez. and he gave it to charity, of course. But he's just a very private guy. It's just the way he was. Um, let's move on to the next news story, Ben. All right. So mine is about UFC fighter Roy Big Country Nelson and uh, his tops autographs from one set coming into question. Uh, someone asked him on Twitter if it if they were real, and then he said they were fake. And they're talking about how particular Roy Nelson is with his autograph and they compare the two like the the one that they think is fake and then an authentic one that Roy hand numbered to make sure it was authentic and they kind of don't look alike they look similar but they're not really and then Top says they're real and then Roy says they're fake so and then they go into the things about you know how Tops have representatives of one of their thing and they said they had one so they don't know really who's right here. And wow. I actually met Roy Nelson a while back. It was in 2011. This set also came out in 2011. And I have an in-person, and both don't look anything like it. So I think he just has some variations on his signature. Yeah, you'll find that I'm with certain guys. Certain guys just, when they sign, it's all over the place. It's not going to be consistent. They're just writing scribbles, basically. Um, so there's no consistency to it whatsoever. Um, on yeah, the story, I don't know who's, who's yeah, in the right. Yeah, his, like, on the on the cards, his Roy is not spelled out. On my, in person, it's spelled out. But the Nelson isn't, and then his is on the card. So it's kind of, like, opposite, I think. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah weird. I just thought that was a real interesting story to have the, the athlete pretty much calling the card company out and saying that it wasn't real. Well, we know. <laughs> we know for sure that there are secretarials that get put into cut signatures on sets. We've pointed them out before. <clears throat> if you look, look up Debbie Reynolds' cut signature, you will cry with how many secretarial Debbie Reynolds' signatures have been slabbed uh, in authentic cut signature sets from Upper Deck and Tops and such. Uh, it's a sad. Uh, but... Uh, when it comes to actually sticker autographs, when they send off the stickers to celebrities to get signed, uh, they either have a representative there or they have the person take pictures every two minutes or something when they're signing the autographs. Uh, that's how they you know, verify them. Um, I have seen extreme variations even on the same card before. I was watching somebody bust open a pack of, or a box of cards and they got the same autograph card of the same guy with totally different looking autographs, like like a million times different. I thought they might have stuck the wrong sticker on there, but um, I, I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be the same guy. I don't know what happened there. Uh, there's a lot of weird things that happen with those certified autographs, and this just goes to prove our point that we talk about every show. If you didn't see it signed, you can't know 100% if it's real. 
I mean, even if it's in a certified card, you don't know 100%. Maybe you know 95%, but not 100%. So, kind of scary. Um, anybody got anything else to add before we move on? No, sir. Okay, Sid? All right. Uh, uh, my story uh, is right up my alley uh, being an artist. Um, it's about a theater in Texas called the Majestic Theater. Um, apparently, in their basement, they have dozens of murals. Uh, covering the corridors beneath uh, this theater and the neighboring Charlene McCombs Empire Theater. Uh, each piece commemorates a national tour or a performer who has come through dating back to a tour of the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, and what happens is a member of the crew from each touring production is responsible for uh, doing a mural or a painting uh, on, under the, the theater there. Um, and what ha- what's going to happen this week is the touring production of Catch Me If You Can is going to be stopping at the theater. Um, probably going to take a few days to finish their mural, and once it's done, cast and crew will be alerted to where it is, and so they can sign it. A uh, stool will be left there beneath the mural, along with an array of multicolored pens. Um, and then they go on to talk about different murals, uh, um, such as Annie, Grease, Cats. Um, then there was one from Avenue Q, uh, which is a racier theater, theatrical production, and so they one. tucked this one into an alcove off the main drag because it depicts a couple of the show's puppet characters in bed. And the legend, <laughs> everything is bigger in Texas, which I don't think I believe that. Um, but anyway, um, there is a Dr. Seuss piece, which is really, really nice. Uh, it's signed by every cast member. Um and just like I said, goes on and continue to talk about the murals. But these are really, really awesome pieces, um, and they re- look really nice with all the signatures on there too. I think it's a really good idea. That's like a playbill times a thousand, right? Basically, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, where, actually, where, 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 where in Texas is this? Uh, said. Uh, looking, it doesn't say, but the theater is called the Majestic Theater. I guess if you Google it, it'll let you know where it's at. Uh, it doesn't say. Now, this is actually pretty common for places to do this, especially like local colleges who have theaters. I know my local college does this. Whenever they have a production, they'll have a giant poster of the production promoting it, and once the production is done, they'll have the uh, cast sign the the poster. Uh, That's pretty common, and they'll hang that up in their hall or whatever of, you know, productions productions that have gone through there. Um, so it's not an uncommon thing, but the mural part is pretty uh, unique. I think that's pretty cool how they do that. Uh, that that uh, the, actually, the Majestic Theater is in Dallas, uh, Dallas, Texas, so it's actually close to me. So um, did not know that. Crazy. All right, uh, Stacy. All right, my new story is we've talked about Beatles signed pieces going to auction before, but we never actually talked about what one is sold for, I believe, and this is what this article is about. They're celebrating the 50th anniversary month of the release of the Beatles' first single, Love Me Do, and a rare 45 of this song that was signed by all four members. It was also like a, it was a rare Parlophone red label copy as well, which added some value to it as well. But like I said the signature was, all, was signed by all four Beatles. It was signed on the B side. It was just recently auctioned off on the 17th of October. And it actually ended up going for $21,974. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff is super rare. And there's a reason it's one of the most forged autographs out there. Beatles side memorabilia. There's not much of it. And some of it is actually signed by half the Beatles. And it was actually forged by other members of the Beatles. So if you know somebody sent something backstage, 
you know, only two of the Beatles were back there. I think uh, Harrison was the one that forged the signatures. So if it was only Ringo and Harrison, you know, obviously they would sign it, and then Harrison would forge McCartney and Lennon's autograph. Um, and he's actually he was actually pretty good at it. So um, those are very rare pieces, and they get certified all the time as real. And uh, there's just no way that many uh, Beatles sign items exist. Uh, they were not great signers. I mean, obviously they had security around them twenty four seven, and uh, I, I'm just always suspicious. Anytime somebody says they have something signed by the Beatles, I'm all almost always in my head going, "That's forgery, no matter what." Uh, now I'm sure, obviously, there are authentics out there that are signed by all four, but uh, the rarity is just insane, and that that reflects in that twenty two thousand dollar price. With uh, something like that, um, with all those sign- if you're unsure about it, I mean, would Okay, you could send it to PSA, maybe to get authenticated, but would you try to maybe find someone, like an individual that um, deals with, uh, I guess, forensics of, you know, signatures, I guess? No, kinda... you know, I, I I would probably send it to PSA, because uh, those guys are about as reliable as PSA. I mean, if, if it's inscribed... Then yeah, maybe uh, yeah. that that would be a good good one because handwriting can be uh, determined better than a signature. Uh, but if it's just the signatures, it'd be going off to PSA. Even though PSA made a lot of mistakes, uh, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. I, I personally, and I'll, I'll stand by this. I will never buy a Beatles signed item just because there's too big of a chance I'm just throwing my money down the tubes. And I care too much about authenticity to to throw all that money down the tube. You know, yeah. I've heard too many stories about people getting ripped off through Babe Ruth autographs and Beatle autographs, and I'm just not interested in even trying. So, uh, Ruths are a little more, e- uh, a little easier to authenticate. I think uh, there are a lot of fakes, but usually they're pretty bad fakes. Uh, there are a few good ones, but uh, I'd be more comfortable getting a Ruth. Uh, anyways, uh, anything else to add? Nope, that takes okay. care of that one. Um, my news story is about an original sketch on an LP and it involves Dave Grohl who of course was in Nirvana and uh, now the Foo Fighters earlier this year and this is uh, quoting an article I'm not talking about myself earlier this year I ran into Grohl outside of the Rainbow Bar in Hollywood, California there were only three collectors at the venue we waited all night until Dave finally stepped out at closing time in my opinion the rocker appeared to be feeling rather good after a night of drinking We stood there with our LPs, and finally Dave agreed to sign some records for us. Perhaps he was feeling silly. Perhaps he was a little annoyed to be dealing with autograph collectors. Who knows? I handed my record to Dave, and he gave me a bit of a glare and studied the album for a second. He said something like, what do you want on this? I suddenly realized that he wanted to do something more than just his name. I had a feeling he was thinking of doing a sketch, so I told him, just go ahead and do whatever you want. Be creative. Dave looked at me uh, in the eyes and asked, are you sure? And I said, yeah, go ahead, man. If you want to draw, do a drawing or whatever, I'm cool with that. Famous last words. Sure, Dave wanted to do a drawing on my record, all right. And it was a sketch of a giant, I'm not going to use the the word here because it's (laughs) profanity, a giant uh, phallic symbol, a, uh, I'll just go ahead and use the medical term, a penis. Uh, (laughs) He then inscribed the record, People who ask for autographs are rad. He uh, he also uh, he also autographed the sketch, so he actually did sign it. But he also added the 
famous picture of a penis. So <laughs> I thought that was a great, great news story. That is funny. <laughs> How often do you have a sketch from someone? That it doesn't even look like a penis. Like, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not a very typical penis drawing, but uh, it definitely is a penis. You can tell it's a penis, just not the penis <laughs> you would be expecting somebody to draw. Yeah. It's, it's more elaborate, I would say. Um, but uh, if you guys want to see that, I will post an article, post the article up on our uh, website at autographweekly.com. All right, let's move on to the web deal of the week. Stacy, what do we got? All right, we've got a pretty awesome web deal this week. This is coming from Premier Collectibles, and that's at premiercollectibles.com. They have a Willie Nelson signed book on there for $30. And that's a heck of a deal, guys. It comes with a COA, which I know COAs aren't worth much, but when it comes from a reliable company like Premier Collectibles, uh, it's worth a little bit. Um, and for 30 bucks for a Willie Nelson is a great deal. I actually got it because I'm actually trying to put together a signed book series of the Highway Men. Uh, that's Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, and Chris Christopherson. Uh, I already have Johnny Cash. I actually ordered this exact deal with a Willie Nelson signed book, and uh, I'm actually going to try to find a Waylon Jennings. Those are pretty hard to find. They usually go for around 150 And then I'm waiting for Chris Christopherson to release his autobiography. I think he's working on it now. So uh, that'll be a really awesome set to finish because I'm a pretty big fan of the Highwaymen. Uh, they're all living legends. So uh, Also, there is a, um, a code you can use with this to actually get... I think it's basically free shipping. I think it's 20% off, but it equals free shipping. And uh, I'll get that to you in one second. And use the promo code NOVEMBER20 OFF. That's all one word. NOVEMBER20 OFF. And you'll get 20% off your order, which for me, it basically made shipping free. So guys, if you want that, it'd be $30 shipped for a Willie Nelson signed book. Again, the promo code is NOVEMBER20 OFF. One word. That gets you 20% off everything you're buying. So if you pick up some more stuff in the Premier Collectible Store, uh, 20% off all of that. Great deal. Great site. Uh, I go there all the time to check, and they have some really great limited edition stuff, too. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the AW Hot List. At number three, we have Goose Gossage. A lot of people have been getting him back lately. Uh, He usually only signs one item. I did see him sign multiple items for one person. Uh, Number two, Little Honey Boo Boo. That's right, Little Honey Boo Boo is signing. Uh, Actually, her and her family, they're all signing. Uh, And that address is up on writeastar.com. And number one would be uh, Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon, of course, SNL legend, and he was on Weeds. Uh, he is a great signer, and again, that address is on writeastar.com. So again, I'll go through the list, the AW Hot List, the Hot People Signing TTM this week. Goose Gossage, Little Honey Boo Boo, number one, Kevin Nealon. So go check them out, guys. And the keyword is boo boo. The keyword is boo boo. All right, let's move on to TTM and Graph of the Week this week. Uh, last week, we had Ryan Michael Moberly with Philip Petet, uh, a TTM return, going up against Rodney Gorham with a Jenny McCarthy TTM return. And the winner is Rodney Gorham with a Jenny McCarthy 67% to 33%. I, I think Philip Petit should have won that, but a lot of people don't know who he is. So uh, that's uh, probably why he lost. 
Uh, this week we have Eric Larson with a Roger Moore TTM success, which is kind of interesting because we talked about how Roger Moore was no longer going to sign autographs last week. Apparently, uh, that's only IP because uh, this was a Via Venue success. The autograph matches up with his authentic signatures. So congratulations, Eric, uh, Eric on that success. Um, and he's going up against Rodney Gorham again with a George Bush Sr. TTM success. So again, that's Eric Larson with the Roger Moore TTM success going up against Rodney Gorham with the George Bush Senior TTM success. All right, Stacy. All right, for graph of the week, last week it was a battle between Jeff Will, who had a signed Gene Simmons book for $2.50, going against Russell Lee with a Dustin Hoffman IP. And the winner was Russell Lee with the Dustin Hoffman. He won 59 to 41%, so congrats to Russell. And this week's matchup is going to be Robert Sheepus with a Bruce Springsteen in person going against Russell Lee with a Giants photo that he got signed at their World Series Victory Parade, and it's signed by Barry Zito, Larry Bear, and Bruce Bochy. Awesome. Guys, remember to submit your Graph and TTM of the Week submissions on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash autographweekly. If you don't have Facebook, you can email us, autographweekly at gmail.com. And we want to remind you guys, if you're submitting something that is purchased, tell us what price you paid for it, because that's how we determine if it deserves uh, the Graph or TTM of the Week. This episode of Autograph Weekly is brought to you by Rackers.com. That's R-A-C-K-R-S dot com. Rackers produces custom trading cards for baseball, basketball, football, hockey, wrestling, and even movie cards. These sleek matte finish trading cards have been created for the autograph collector. Whether you write TTM or graph IP, Rackers are a great upgrade from those boring index cards. For IPers, be prepared for any celebrity you may run into. Purchase a pack of Rackers cards and include the promo code AUTOGRAPHWEEKLY. That's one word, AUTOGRAPHWEEKLY, to receive a free sample pack with purchase. That's Rackers.com, R-A-C-K-R-S dot com. Now we're going to move on to the segment with Sydney Walton called Pickin' Pays Off with our local Pickin' Expert. Thank you, Zane. All right, uh, got a couple of things I picked up uh, this week. Um uh, some of you guys may know I'm having some financial issues, um, but I had to go into town to get some groceries and supplies for the house. And uh, the the tug of the treasure hunt uh, was was at me. And uh, I went into this this little thrift store, antique store that I hadn't been in in a month. And I'm just looking around, and I uh, found a couple of things. Um, first one I found was a Stars of Opryland USA program. Uh, and there's no date on it, but I'm dating it from uh, 74 or 75. And um, this particular program is signed by three people. Um, and the most important signature is that of Kitty Wells. Uh, Kitty Wells was known as the queen of country music. Um, and she is the first female country singer to top the U.S. country charts. Uh, turn her into the first female country star. Um, she did die this year, actually, in July, um, and she, she, in 1991, became the third country music artist and eighth woman to receive the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. So, very, very cool signature. Um, the program is also signed by uh, Johnny Wright and his son, Bobby Wright, um, country music stars. Uh, the guy had $5 on that, and I also picked up... Um, 
a book by Roy Acuff, who is known as the king of country music. Um, it's his book, Roy Acuff's Nashville, The Life and Good Times of Country Music. Uh, and it is signed and inscribed on the inside to Donna Jennings, Merry Christmas, 1983, Roy Acuff. And that's when the book was published, was 1983. Uh, so got that. And lastly, um, I picked up a photo of wrestling superstar Sting signed. Nice. Um, Photo's in bad shape, though. It's 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 got water damage and some molding on it, um, but the signature is still pretty good on it. Um, but I, when I brought all three up to the guy to, to pay for it, like I said, the one program was five. And I figured he'd want a buck or two for everything else, but he charged me $5 for all three items. So pretty awesome deal there. Uh, king and queen of country music and a wrestling superstar. Cool. Um, but real quick, we'll go over a couple of tips. Um, first one... Uh, finding signed shirts. Now, um, I don't really do this a lot. It's just if I'm really bored and really got a lot of time to kill. Um, but sometimes you can find signed shirts, T-shirts. Um, usually I go to the men's section of the T-shirts and I'll flip through them. Um, but you want to stop uh, at, like, athletic shirts, uh, definitely jerseys, um, but then uh, concert shirts and band shirts. Right. Um, especially the white ones. Um, and uh, between he- here and Florida, I found probably half a dozen. It hasn't been a lot, um, but I found a lot of Christian uh, music stars, country stars um, that signed T-shirts, and normally you can pick those up for a buck, $2, maximum $3. Right. I actually um, have a Willie Nelson uh, band signed shirt, him and his entire band. Uh, oh, that's I, awesome. I, I actually bought it on eBay. I didn't find it at a... Uh, a sale or anything but they are out there and people do get shirts signed uh they're a little bit more rare than signed books and, and cds and lps but uh it's definitely something to keep your eye out for uh like you said don't don't spend all your time looking through shirts if there's a giant pile of shirts but if, <laughs> exactly. there's, a, if there's some exactly. shirts there just kind of yeah go through them and, and see not gonna hurt I mean, you know, if if you meet somebody and, and it's, you know you weren't expecting to meet them and you have nothing to sign, a lot of times you'll just say, "Hey, you saw my shirt." So you know, a lot, and a lot of times, you know, th- those will end up, you know, in a thrift store, you know, donated or whatever. Right. Um, like not too long ago, when I met uh, astronaut Charles Sam Gamar here in town, um, all the kids were having him sign their shirts. So I guarantee you, a lot of those are going to end up getting donated to the Salvation Army that's here locally or something. And, right. you know, if I go picking around in there, I'll probably find some astronaut signed shirts. I, you know, I wouldn't doubt it. Right. Um, and then real quick, um, sports stuff, um, basketballs, footballs. Um, if you, Most thrift stores will have sections of uh, sports items. And, you know, you've got a few minutes looking there. Look over the footballs, the baseballs, whatever. Usually they're thrown in bins and they don't care. Um, batting helmets, things like that. Um, and a lot of times in the toy uh, department, if it's like a mini football or a little mini basketball or something like that, you know, those sometimes will be signed by the uh, sports star and the owners of the thrift store will just throw them in there in the bin and not caring or, you know, not wanting to check it, see if this is a real signature or whatever. And a lot of times uh, I know one YouTuber, Little Mr. Hardcore, he found uh, on a couple different occasions uh, – um, signed sports items in the toy department of his local thrift store. I can give so, you a good example of that. Our friend Jonathan actually went to a Goodwill and found a box with a baseball in it, 
and it said Cal Ripken. Uh, uh, I don't remember exactly what it saw in the box, but it said Cal Ripken something something. Uh, so we went ahead and bought it, opened it up. I think it was shrink wrapped. I'm not totally positive about that. I think it was shrink wrapped. Opened it up. It was a game used ball from Ripken's record breaking game, uh, consecutive game, and it was also hand signed by Ripken. And he got there it for go. like a dollar or two dollars. Uh, so, guys, got to keep your eye open for that stuff. That's a great point. Uh, any sports item, you never know if it's going to be signed because usually they just throw that stuff in the same pile as the stuff that's not signed. Uh, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. So, that's the, those are some great tips, man. Uh, appreciate it. Let's move on to the voicemail feedback, which we got nothing this week. We actually did get one. It was a prank call. But uh, if you guys want to be on the show and <laughs> would, ask us, who would do that, Zane? Uh, I don't know who would do that. Uh, if you guys want to uh, call us and leave a voicemail message or question, all you have to do is call us at the number three four seven five five graph. That's three four seven five five four seven two seven four. That's three four seven five five four seven two seven four. You don't have to talk to anybody. It goes straight to voicemail. You can record the message as many times as you want to get it right, and uh, we'll put you on the podcast. Easy as that. Let's move on to the Facebook feedback. Stacy. what you got? All right, we've got a few questions this week. The first uh, couple are coming from Grant Hacker. The first one is, how do you send a DVD cover TPM? Um, I just use the little uh, half envelopes. Uh, what, are the, what size are they? Like five, five and a half by uh, seven or something Six like by that? nine. Six by nine, yeah. Uh, yeah. Six by nine, yeah, envelopes. And then I... Sometimes I put a piece of cardboard in there. Uh, not thick cardboard. I'm talking about the thin cardboard um, to give it some backing so it doesn't get bent too much. And just throw it in there and uh, write a regular TTM. Put two stamps on it instead of one, and uh, you're ready to go. That's how I do it. How about you? Yeah, I just basically use a two six by nine envelopes. Um, if it's only one DVD cover, usually you can get away with one stamp. If you do... More than one, it's usually sixty-five cents. I believe is what I usually get charged. So, yeah, it depends how thick it is and how much it weighs. Um, if you're gonna put a piece of cardboard in there, you're gonna have to put two stamps on it. But uh, if you just put the actual DVD cover in there with no cardboard backing or anything, you probably probably get away with one stamp, like Stacy said. So, uh, all right, next question. All right, next one from Grant is between all of you, who is the best TTMer? Not me. What do you guys think? Not me. <laughs> I'm not me. Stacey. Not me. I think Stacy. I guess is. that leaves me by default. Yeah, I think Stacy is because he's been like consistently doing this for uh, a few years before. I think all of us have. Um, I'm saying consistently. I know all of us have. I certainly certainly wasn't years. this week. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I think I think Spawn's closely behind Stacy though too. Yes. Yeah, but he's not on the show, so he can't. No. He's not included unless he's on the show. I mean, Spawn, you got to get back on the show, bro. Uh, but I'd say <laughs> Stacy probably. He has a ton of TTM autographs, a ton, more than any of us easily. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's that's probably my choice. I think everybody else is probably. So. He's got more than all of us combined, basically. Uh, and just index maybe. cards. I don't know. Yeah, cool. just index cards. <laughs> and just index cards. <laughs> all right, next question. All right, this one's coming from Grant as well. He's asking, who is the least favorite person you have an autograph of? Uh, uh, I don't know. You guys go first. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I have the least favorite. I mean, because usually everyone I write to is someone I want. Um, so, I, I mean, I can't really say give me an answer because if I didn't 
if it was the least favorite person, I wouldn't even write to him unless it was for a project. But um, I haven't came across that yet. So to me, it's no one. Well, that's a really generic answer. Uh, it is, ain't it? I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm going to go with either Pat Robertson or Sean Hannity. I mean, those uh, Pat Robertson that said some really vile things, and then uh, Hannity is just extremely ignorant, in my opinion. Um, but he is a, a political figure, and that's why I have the autograph. I didn't write him TTM. I actually got, I bought the book. So um, those are probably my two that I can think of right off the bat. With me, I don't think I have one that's my least favorite. Probably my most notorious one I have now is, is probably O.J. Simpson. You know, somebody posted Bill O'Reilly. I actually, I wrote to Bill O'Reilly. I actually uh, kind of enjoy Bill O'Reilly because I see him as more entertaining than uh, actual, you know, news. Um, Hannity treats himself more like news. O'Reilly's more of a character, and I can see him kind of having fun with that a little bit. Uh, still disagree with everything he says, but I, I see it more as entertainment. Uh, Hannity tries to turn everything into news, which I have extreme disrespect for. So uh, that's that's why I picked Hannity. So, anyways, uh, um, mine. Ben, go ahead. Ben. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say mine. Uh, mine, I don't have. I'm kind of like with Jeremy and Stacy. I don't have people I don't. I don't like hate or something. Uh, mine is just people I like dislike. I guess uh, or, or like disagree with their views would be more. Kind of like using, I got some like uh, Republicans like George W. Bush and uh, stuff like that. Um, also, UNLV players that I'm a Nevada football fan and sports athletics, so UNLV is our rival, so don't like them. Much. <laughs> Sid? Um, again, like Jeremy and Ben, I don't really have any people I don't like, but. Um, as a picker, I'd probably say Roy Firestone, and that's only because every time I find a book by him, it's signed, and it's like, oh, here we go again. It's Roy Firestone. Yay. And I always buy it just to have it. You know, it's it's trade fodder or whatever. I mean, I found three books signed by him um, in the three years I've been here in the Midwest. So I'm on average of one book per year, and it's uh, great. Roy Firestone. So if you so guys have any Roy Firestone books, send them to Sid because he started on Roy <laughs> yeah, Firestone PC. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, this one's coming from Timothy Swift. He is asking, when you prepare your SASEs, do you do them one at a time, or do you print your picks? You print your, print your pictures for ones you want to send and then write your letters after that. I get the pictures in first, and then I write the letters because um, I never know how long it's going to take to get the photos in because I usually order from Japan or Hong Kong or whatever they ship from, uh, from our cows. So... I order the pictures. When I get the pictures in, I go through the stack. I usually put the people that are really old on top of the stack. Uh, <laughs> just so I make sure I get them off first, uh, and then I and I write off from there. So that's that's order I do it in. Yeah, most of the time with me, I'll wait till I have the pictures to write the letters. A lot of times, though, if I have the time, I'll start to prep the envelopes beforehand. I'll get the return address on there and stuff like that. But I know Bloodspawn does it differently. Bloodspawn actually writes the letter before he gets the photos in. Uh, and he just throws the photos in when he gets the photos and ships them off. So he does it different than uh, I think everybody else here. But you guys, how do you do yeah. that? Yeah, that, that's I, w- I used to do that when I was sending out a whole bunch, like Spawn, uh, get them, I guess, prepped before you even get the pictures in. Uh, but now since I do have my own 4x6 printer, I just do them one at a time. It's um, pretty quick and simple. Right. Ben? I, d- I do it like Spawn pretty much. I, I write out everything pretty much and then wait for the pictures and just stuff and go. Sid? 
Pitchers first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I think we got the last. No, we got two more questions. For this one, it's coming from Michael Maycolts. He is asking how much how much money does it does it cost to send to Brazil? It depends what you're sending. Uh, if you're sending a bulk item, it's going to cost quite a bit. But if you're just sending a letter, uh, like uh, some index cards or a book plate to get signed, you can easily use just a regular envelope, and that's just an international letter. So I think it's a dollar five for an international letter stamp. You don't have to use a specific international letter stamp. You can use regular stamps to equal that if you want to, but it's going to be like a dollar five there, and uh, you can't put stamps coming back because it's going to be shipped out of Brazil. So you're better off just putting a dollar or two in there for them to pay for the stamps to get it back. Uh, there is, you know, stamp trading that goes on on Star Tiger and a couple other communities and forums that you can do. Uh, if somebody lives in Brazil, you can buy stamps from them so you can have an actual self-addressed stamped envelope coming back. Uh, that's a little too much hassle for me. <laughs> I don't send off internationally enough to do that. Uh, but I know it's popular, especially with the UK, because there's a lot of people that do TTMs in the UK. Uh, to do stamp trading with the U.S. And same thing for them. If they're writing to somebody in the U.S., they need U.S. stamps. So uh, if you're looking to do a lot of international TTMing, look into one of those communities to maybe get some stamps from the other country because it does make it a lot easier for the other person to send stuff out. Usually, they are usually pretty loaded. they got a lot of money, uh, the celebrity does. Uh, so they can usually cover their shipping themselves, and they usually send your dollar back, to be honest, if you send money. But it is more polite to actually have a stamp on there, so it makes it easy for them. Well, I hope that answered your question. I don't. I don't think anybody else got anything else to add. Pretty much. I just simply give it to my postal clerk and tell them where it's going, and they tell me how much it costs. <laughs> right. I mean, you can do that, but I mean, uh, it's always going to cost a dollar five if it's international a letter. If it's just a letter, if it's more than that, it's going to be different. It's going to be more, and that's when you just ask how much it is. But if I'm just sending a letter off to anywhere internationally. Uh, that's just a letter. I'll just say, hey, can I have a dollar five uh, international uh, letter stamp? And that's what they give me. So Stacy's going to start sending G-strings to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, next question. <laughs> this last question is coming from Thomas John Fitzpatrick. This is for Zane. How do you get all your cheap signed books? Son these people, no, people want to crack you, Zane. I know. That I, I actually talked about this, I think, two podcasts ago. So if you go listen to that, you can get filled in on all I'm going to tell you. Uh, somebody asked this question, and I kind of got sick of people asking me. I, I know it's awesome that I get stuff in, but there are certain things I can't tell you guys because I wouldn't be getting the good deals anymore because the stuff would get flooded. Uh, but I did tell quite a bit. Uh, so if you go listen to the podcast, I think it's two podcasts ago. Go listen to that, and I, I pretty much explain um, half of what I do. Um, the other half secret. I'll never tell. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Just the Tip, and I actually covered the, Just the Tip this week. Uh, if you go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash autographweekly, we're making it a habit to make a video every week explaining what we're talking about for Just the Tip. And this week we did card prepping. Now, I think we've actually talked about this on this segment before. But talking about it doesn't do much good. It's a lot easier to actually show you guys what we're talking about. So uh, card prepping is when you have a glossy card or uh, a chrome card. Those get bubbled when people sign them with Sharpies. Bubbled is when uh, a little clear section appears in the autograph and grows. It looks like a bubble. That's why they call it bubbling. Uh, and it makes the autograph look horrible. Also, streaking happens on these cards. Uh, that's when you get 
parts of the card with the sharpie it, it doesn't hit not hit the card it kind of just glosses over and uh, creates streaking uh, so to avoid this you can prep your cards there's a couple ways to do it uh, I'm sure I'm gonna get heck I don't know if Sid watched the video I'm sure I'm gonna get heck from him because the uh, eraser trick on the video did not turn out very great I uh, had a lot of streaking from the eraser on that card, and the signature didn't turn out too great. So maybe I did a couple things wrong. I'm not sure. I, I asked people to show me in the comment section uh, or t uh, tell me if uh, if you know you guys had any other ways of doing this. But the main way that a lot of people would do this is through baby powder because it includes the ingredient talc. Now talc takes away. Uh, it, it still has that glossy feel to it, but it actually holds the signature into the card. Which if you don't have that talc on there. The signature kind of floats on top of the card. That's kind of what it looks like. Um, so all you do is basically dump the baby powder on the card. Uh, make sure you get the baby powder on the front and back. Because some, pe some people sign the backs of cards. Especially in the Miracana set. Um, and then you rub all the uh, baby powder off. Make sure there's no powder left. Because if you leave powder on a card and send it through the mail, you're going to get arrested. Just going to happen. Uh, so uh, make sure all the baby powder is gone. And then you can send the card off to get signed. I have heard people talk about if you send a card TTM and it sets somewhere for maybe six months to a year, uh, the talc no longer is effective uh, and the card will get bubbled or smeared anyways. So uh, take that into account. It may wear off after a while, but uh, it is the best way to go, I think. Uh, but when it comes to the eraser, I tried the eraser in the video. Again, lots of streaking from the eraser did not look good. Uh, some people said to use a clear eraser or uh, a white eraser instead of a green eraser is what I use, and I use a bigger eraser so you can get more area on it. Sid, you got anything else to add? Because I know you do the eraser. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it does streak, but I just you know take my thumb or whatever and just rub out the streaks and make sure all the bits of eraser are off the car and everything like that. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I've, every time I've done it, I've, you know, and the person has signed it, there's been no problem. So I don't know. <laughs> well, guys, go watch the video and uh, tell me what you think. Uh, if you guys have a different, some weird uh, other way you guys prevent uh, bubbling and streaking, you can tell us that too in the comment section on that video. Again, the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash autograph weekly. All right, time for the weekly giveaway. Last week we gave away a Phyllis Diller signed index card, and the winner is... No drum roll. Amelia Cordici. Amelia Cordici. A lady. Congratulations, Amelia. You have won the Phyllis Diller signed index card. Uh, all you have to do is send us your address or P.O. box at autographweekly at gmail.com or message us on Facebook and we'll get that out to you ASAP. This week, what are we giving away, Stacey? Uh, all right. We are going to give away a Gordon Beckham signed baseball. Nice. And this is a TTM baseball that I got probably, I don't know, two, maybe probably two seasons ago, I believe. So a big prize up for grabs this week, guys. A Gordon Beckham signed baseball. To win that, remember, all you have to do is take that keyword that you heard on the show and post that on our Facebook wall at facebook.com slash autographweekly. Once you post that keyword on our wall, you are automatically entered. If you don't have Facebook, you can send the keyword to our email at autographweekly at gmail.com to also be entered. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Won't you please sign on the dotted line? Won't you please sign on the dotted line? Hey, 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 give me an autograph. Hey, 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 give me an 
believe we actually had three entries for giving you your autograph. A couple of them were actually left over because they were put in the spam bin of our email. So uh, we have Kenny Schweitzer, who signed the wall. Thanks for signing, Kenny. Uh, we also have Trey Jones. You can find him at youtube.com slash MrTJ2787. That's youtube.com slash mrtj2787 and the last we had paul ttm you can find him at pautographs.webs.com that's pautographs.webs.com also at youtube.com slash paul's ttm that's youtube.com slash paul's ttm uh, if you guys don't know, give me your autograph as an opportunity for you guys to get your name on the podcast, to promote your autograph websites, your autograph YouTube channels. All you have to do is send us a picture of your autograph, uh, preferably scanned in, uh, sign to Autograph Weekly, uh, best wishes or something like that, and sign your name and tell us what you want to promote. Send those photos to autographweekly at gmail.com and we will put you up on the podcast and put you up on our website. If you want to see our autograph wall full of give me your autograph autographs, <laughs> go to autographweekly.com and it's on the right there. Listed, give me your autograph. We did have one death this week and that is Pascal Perez, the baseball player, passed away. If you guys have his autograph, uh, please post it on our Facebook wall as a memorial. Uh, also, autographweekly.com. Obviously, everything's there. It comes into one big giant package for you. Uh, check that out daily because we do do updates. Uh, put some news stuff on our walls. We're going to try to add some more updates uh, daily on the website. Uh, some news and some maybe some blog posts and stuff. So look forward to that. Uh, also, we're building a podcast network. We've got a couple people involved already. Uh, looking for a couple people more to launch. So, if you guys are interested in doing your own podcast show, uh, whether you're good at stamps, whether you're good in anything you can collect, we actually are going to have a show about LPs. I know a lot of you guys like LPs, so we will have an LP show that's already lined up. So, if you collect anything, guys, and you want to do a show on it, you got about 10 hours a week to work on it, because this is going to be your show. Uh, email us. We'll talk and uh, see if we can get something worked out. Also, ridestar.com. That's my private address website. Got some great uh, successes coming in lately. Also, identify your autographs on Facebook. Uh, go there if you have any autographs that you don't recognize, you don't know who they are. They're in your unknown pile. Post those on the site, and we'll try to identify them for you. And you can check my stuff out at stanchafer.com and find my Facebook fan page. Um, Still giving stuff away daily on that. So you just got to enter on that. You just got to comment on the post for your chance to win an autograph daily. And just like Stacy, I'm also doing a giveaway on my Facebook. Uh, just check me out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the autograph boss. I'm doing guess the get guess the graph giveaway. That's something new I'm starting. I'm gonna try to continue it, do it a couple times a week. So please be sure to get in that. And also check out my uh, website, theautographboss.com, for all my daily successes and updates to Project Hit the Deck. For me, check out my blog, which is bencmartinez.wordpress.com. I do three times a week: Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So check those out. My Twitter is bmart702. And uh, I don't think I've ever gotten on my Facebook, so uh, facebook.com slash Phillips with two L's. Uh, and for me, uh, my website, www.sidsautographs.webs.com. 
Cool. Also check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash autographweekly and facebook.com slash autographweekly. And go to iTunes, rate, and comment. You know you want to. iTunes. Uh, just get, download the iTunes app if you don't have it. Uh, it's simple. Search for Autograph Weekly and rate and tell us what you think about the show. All right, guys. I'm Zane Savage. And I'm Stacia Schaefer. And remember, we are Autograph Strong. And you take care, all of you autograph addicts. Thank you for listening to Autograph Weekly. Visit AutographWeekly.com for news, tips, and contact information.